This is the Photo Experiment Podcast, brought to you by PhotoBiz X. I would be in the car and I'd look in the podcast and say 40 minutes and I'd think, well that's fine, that's it's me. 40 minutes is fine, I'll be at my destination in 40 minutes. But then it would come up, the little bit that would say, you know, you're, uh, you would do like the, the wee end bit. And I would always say, I wonder what they said <laughs> at the end. So, well, I hope you find it's worth it. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, obviously the ability to go through the fullback catalogue. I yeah. like that. Oh, good. I like being able to go through all the podcasts. Is it, do you mainly listen in the car? Yeah, using always. A, using an app? Uh, just play it through this. Okay, right. Uh, via, via a podcast app? Uh, well, when I get the email from you on a yeah. Monday, oh, you just click on uh, that. I just click on the email and it plays through the, oh, the car stereo. Perfect. So if I'm going somewhere, uh, I'll listen to it, and if if I get there first, I'll just listen to the remainder really? on the road home. Nice, nice. Yeah, oh. I certainly do enjoy it. So what's the name of your business? Is it Lawrence Scott Photography? It is, yeah. All right. Well, for anyone that's just tuning in now, I'm with Lawrence Scott from Glasgow. We're heading over to Edinburgh to meet a few other photographers there. Lawrence has uh, kindly offered to, to pick me up from Linda's Auntie Kathy's house. And we're heading over. I think he was expecting to pick me up from a hotel. I was a bit surprised I was in a residential area. But we just started chatting about his uh, his photography prior to starting the wedding photography business. I think it's wedding and sports photography, isn't it? Or is it uh, athletes? Yeah, wedding portraits. And uh, we do some fitness photos as well. Awesome. Okay. So we're chatting about that. I thought it was interesting. I thought, let's just start recording this. So... For the listener to catch up, what were you doing before wedding photography? Uh, I was a scenes of crime photographer uh, for a law firm okay. in Hamilton, uh, which is just outside of Glasgow. So in Australia, there's there's crime we call crime scene photographers, but they work for the police. I don't know of any photographers working for the defence. You're shooting for the defence. Yeah, we were, uh, and what what it would entail would be if anything had happened to someone for talking sake someone had been stabbed I would photograph the area where they had been stabbed and I would photograph the person uh, so you would provide five photographs uh, for the for the Criminal Injuries Compensation Authority and you would provide the other photographs would be for the records for the courts and for your law, law firm that you work through Okay, so the, so the law firm, they were the one that were basically employing and commissioning you to do these shoots. Yes, yeah. Okay. And was that enough like, to have a full-time business or was there other things involved? That was, that was an amazing uh, work that because it was good money. At the time, you got £25, uh, which doesn't sound a lot, right? <laughs> so 50 Australian dollars? Yeah, you get £25 for every person that you shot, but you would shoot two or three people per day. Okay. So, so that made up good money. If you were sent to photograph a scene, the rate was higher. So, so for not doing a lot, you got quite a decent bit of cash back per day. And, and so with these these um, shoots, you would basically, I imagine, if someone's been stabbed, um, I'm assuming they're still alive, so they're yeah. standing with, with lights to, yeah. to emphasise the cut or the wound. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I always shot it with two lights. I always... A, both were Bones 500s back in the day and uh, the, the key light was always metered at F8 and the fill was one stop less, it was at 5.6 so. And then can you shoot all different angles looking for that, that angle where it, it looks more severe or worse than what it really is? Is that what you're going for? No, you would always shoot it so that uh, if it was if, if the person was, uh, if it had been slashed on their face, you would shoot them straight on uh, so the the light being at 45 and 45, you got a sort of Rembrandt lighting, but you also got 
the you got decent shadow on the scar. Okay. So, so you're shooting like a, a two to one ratio or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a F8 on the key and five six right. on the fill. Okay. Um, you, you must have seen some pretty gruesome and horrific things. Yeah, some some funny stuff too. Yeah, well, yeah. Can you remember any? Yeah, well, when when you used to go to a house, uh, you used to always say to people, uh, "Do you suffer from epilepsy or anything?" And I remember uh, this girl had been in a fight with a neighbour, and a neighbour threw a bottle at her, and the bottle bounced off the ground and hit her in the back of the ankle, and it split her Achilles. So she was. Oh. She was getting comp- well. She was trying to get compensation money for that. But when I turned up, I went into the house. It wasn't the cleanest house in the world, and I just wanted in and out. So instead of having a light meter, over the years I devised the idea that well, I didn't devise it. Someone told me one day, you know that if you put a string on the light and you hold it there and just get it to measure what F8 is, that string will always, when it's pulled taut, it will always be F8. So. I remember doing that and I'm chatting away to her and I forgot to say do you suffer from epilepsy or anything and <laughs> I just started taking the photographs so we'd maybe shoot about maybe about nine photographs in total on the first one I took the photograph and she sort of jolted and by the fourth or fifth <laughs> she was she was nearly going to have a fit and you know they're quite powerful lights but uh, Oh, so, are you shooting film back in these days? I was uh, from '93. Uh, we moved over to digital probably about 2001, uh, using the Kodak DCS 760s, which were phenomenal. Uh, but before that, it was Nikon F5s we had, which were just old film cameras. And getting the DCS 760s, it was actually a Nikon F5 bolted on top of a, a digital sensor. So these, uh, these are these old cameras that look like a brick was stuck to the bottom of an F5. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> they do. Honestly, they were fantastic. I remember getting mine and thinking, I thought I was top of the world. <laughs> it was like having a sports car. <laughs> Six megapixel and it was noisy at ISO 80. ISO <laughs> 80? Yeah, wow. it was absolutely terrible. Uh, so, so, like, you getting this gear as it's coming out, was that, like, a, a prerequisite because the police were using that gear? You had to have the same? Or you were just trying to stay ahead of your game? We, we actually had the DCS 760s before uh, the police were using digital to record. Uh, I think we went... Uh, that camera came out in 2000 and I don't think the police started using the digital cameras until the you know the Nikon D100 came out which was still a 6 mega, megapixel camera but it was a far better sensor that was on it right okay so, so and were you so you were shooting digital the police were shooting negative yeah. film did that cause any problems in court because the big no. the big fear was that digital could be manipulated yeah uh, every time that you provided any photograph uh, it would always say Ilon Scott declare this photograph to be a true and accurate representation of the person on it and you would give the person's name and then you would get the CIV number that right. would all be logged on it as well okay and, then, and when you're shooting the, the wounds uh do you shoot? Is it like a head-to-toe shot, and then you've got to get progressively closer and zoom in on the on the on the wound, or is it just detail? I shot. I had three lenses at the time. Uh, I had a, a 24 mil Nikon. Uh, I had a 50 mil Nikon 1.4 and a 35 mil 1.8. And if I did the portrait shots, it was always on the the 50 mil 
and it was always about the same distance away. Uh, a portrait shot, even if it was someone's, if it was a head, it would always include the shoulders as well, mm-hmm. and it was just so that the person could be seen in the photograph. So we knew who it was when I was yeah, presented in court. Yeah. How did that lead to weddings and portraits? Because it yeah, well, sounds like a big difference. Well, I, w- I was doing weddings uh, when I was doing that because at the weekend, uh, because, well, you know what it's like when when you're the guy with the camera, you get, you do a wedding and that's how it, that's how it all sort of progressed. And I think probably shot the first wedding in about 1990. And uh, so I was only maybe in my early 20s when I shot the first wedding so me and my friend Stuart shot it and it was two of us shooting uh, we had one camera each I remember how bad it was it was we, we both had a Nick and FM2 each so so shooting film yeah you absolutely so what oh, you didn't use the, the F5 with the booster no no I didn't have that then uh, oh, okay. it was way that back was, in the early 90s oh that was later yeah. okay. so, you actually, so you were shooting weddings alongside the police or other defence work yeah, the first wedding I ever shot, though, was before I was doing the ah. uh, scenes of crime stuff. Right, okay. I shot the first wedding with my mate. We got asked by someone, uh, can you do this wedding? And it was... We just sort of sailed through it. And I could actually... Do you know what? I still keep all the eggs. And to this day, I've got terabytes of drives in the house, which I still keep all the drives and everything. I don't ever lose anyone's photos or get rid of them, you know. Don't. And... I could still go through people's necks from my way back then. They're in, remember those old lever arch folders that you yes. would get that would store your necks? Yeah, I've got the same. Have you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is fantastic. <laughs> Sometimes it's great to stick them in a light box and look back yeah. through them because... I, I mean, I do that occasionally, but more so with my uh, my fishing photography because it was all shot on positives, on transparency, so right, wow. a bit easier to see, but yeah. So, okay, so you're shooting a few weddings, you're doing the scenes of crime work. Did, did that dry up? Like, what led you to shoot full-time? Because, I mean, I, I got into your car today, and I've got to say, <laughs> I, I look in the back seat, and sometimes, so I, sometimes <laughs> I think I'm messy. I mean, you, I, <laughs> I can see three, I think three, is, are they D4 or D, yeah, D4 bodies? There's uh, a D810. A D810 as well. I can see that one of your flash triggers is still flashing. It's still on. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I'll get that in a sec. There's flash units, there's battery packs, tripods, and it's just... It looks like it's been just thrown in the back seat. <laughs> well, we had a wedding last night. Uh, myself and Nicola shot a wedding, which was two minutes from my house. And when we got into the car, everything gets thrown in the boot or in the back seat. And that was it. So when I came to pick you up this morning, <laughs> the only thing I removed from the cameras last night was the, uh, was the cards. Okay. So the first thing I do when I go in is ingest the cards. I get them in and they, I then chrono-sync them over the other drive so at any time before I've done anything I've got three uh, physical copies of those drives uh, okay. what, what's chrono-sync? chrono-sync's the, the Mac the app for the Mac uh, so okay. when everything goes into into my Mac I, I then it gets backed up onto a Lacey hard drive mm-hmm. and then there's two separate drives sit at the side of that and I switch them on and I click the chronosync button and it mirrors what I've just done to that drive. So if I remove one file, it will mirror it across them. If I've added a thousand files, it will mirror that as well. Okay, so that's the that's the app that you're using to mirror your drives. Yeah, and it's it's a phenomenal app because it'll tell you on one drive that there's 
X amount of photos and it'll be identical right, across, okay. right across the board. Okay, so I do the same thing. I use an app called Super Duper, right. uh, which is <laughs> sounds Duper. ridiculous, yeah, but it works, <laughs> it works well. Oh, I've never heard of Cronus thing. All right, I'll check that out. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. So getting back to, to my earlier question, did the did the scenes of crime work dry up? Is that what led you to shoot more weddings and go full-time into that? It never dried up. Uh, what happened was, for me, uh, it was at night time. Uh, I had a young family, uh, and it was at night time, so we had twin boys, and I just felt that I was always out at night. The, uh, the law firm that I worked out of always scheduled the appointments for the people, so you usually would have something at seven, something an hour later. You could shoot till late and not be back in until late, and I just I wanted something that was going to be probably more family-oriented instead of been out when my kids are still up and I would rather have been in the house. Sure. So I guess, I mean, you're still doing that to some degree with weddings, but it's only one or two days a week rather than five days a week. Yeah. For, for a wedding, uh, obviously, it's a full-on day on a Saturday. Uh, and then usually on the Sunday, for me, if, if it's one wedding on a Saturday, on the Sunday I'll cull a good bit of the photos down because it's quite easy to come back from a wedding close to 2,000 photographs, especially as yesterday, there's two shooters, so it's easy to come back with a couple of thousand photos, which you're not going to deliver to the client, but the next day I spend, it's quite funny how attached you are to your own photos, <laughs> Absolutely, because I get Lorraine to come up sometimes, and I've got an office up the stairs, and she'll sit with me and she'll say, delete that, and this, this was quite funny. She'd sat with me one night saying, delete that, that's absolutely horrible. The bride would never thank you for that. But I looked at the photograph and I thought, I absolutely loved it. So I kept the photograph, well, I deleted it. I, I hit the X on Lightroom, you know, to delete. I usually delete things in Photo Mechanic, but I clicked X to say to Lorraine, there you go, it's deleted. So when she went away, I undone the X's. <laughs> so I delivered it to the, to the bride. And she was going through the photos, and I remember when she picked the photos for the album, I says, hey, I says, I just got your selection of the, your album choice, because they just choose it on my website, the ones that they're going to choose for the album. And if it's going to be a full-page spread, I'll retouch that one. If it's going to be, like, four in the next spread, I won't retouch it. But I'm looking through the, the photos that she's chosen, and that one's not there. So... Um, so, so Lorraine was right. Well, she was right. So I contacted the bride and I says, "Hey, I says, did you not get uh, this one?" And it's like a reverse date and then the file number, or well, the name and then the file number. Yeah. And she says, "Oh my God, you're joking." She says, "I look as if I'm about to give birth." That's horrible. That photo. <laughs> and I'm like, right. And I had noticed that everyone that Lorraine had clicked, I don't like uh, this girl hadn't chosen for the album. Isn't that and funny? That's that's a woman looking at it as opposed to me yeah. who's you know you've taken the photographs so you're you're quite you're connected to that image yeah but you know, exactly the same thing happens to me so I have Linda doing well she does the actual wedding edits with Tennille they do one each and uh, I have to go and save the photos that I think are creative or artistic and, and Linda will say exactly the same like I would never get that. Right. <laughs> I said, yeah, but I might be able to use that myself later, you know, for maybe for uh, awards or my own website, because this is the kind of stuff I want to be shooting. 
She's like, yeah, good luck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you, if you want to send the company broke, <laughs> you keep shooting like that. But yeah, they're harsh. Um, yeah, so anyway, back, I keep taking you back to that, that point where you... Cause I'm, I'm curious to hear how you made that transition to weddings. Do you just say no to the law firm or do you start booking weddings? Over the years. Oh, you uh, took your time. Yeah, over, well, it was 2005. Uh, so it was 93 to 2005. So over the years, the work... In fairness, the work was always uh, busy, it was always good, uh, you were always guaranteed an income, but I always thought I would rather be taking pictures and making people look nice as opposed to taking some some of the photos are quite gruesome during the day that you mm. see, you mm. know, so I just always thought I would rather be taking pictures and making people look half decent than, yeah. uh, than these photographs for people to get an award. And, you know, in all the years, uh, because you go to people's houses, you'll turn up at people's houses to photograph them for criminal injuries, and you're, you're always told, under no circumstances, do you ask the person how they attained the injury or anything. But most people are happy to tell you. And So you can listen if they tell you, but you just can't ask? I, just, I would just sit and listen, yeah. Uh, and I would, obviously, I would sit and chat, but I would sit and listen. And I remember speaking to this guy who had been uh, slashed down his ear and his face with a razor blade Oof. but they had put two razor blades in it so it was harder to stitch uh, now they've got different ways they would just mesh it and it would look quite good after a couple of years but when I was speaking to the guy uh, he said to me if you look out that window he says it was that neighbour over there who did it and I says wow so <laughs> I remember sat chatting away when the guy sat out in his garden it was a summer night and about three months later, I got uh, I got my list for who to go to, and I'm saying I recognise that address. Oh no! I, I recognise the street, and it was the neighbour's house. And payback. Yeah, he'd get battered with a, a baseball bat. And what I was photographing then was uh, a shattered eye socket, uh, which obviously you can't see broken bones, but you can see swelling, damage. And what you would get then is. I don't think the criminal injuries board would ever pay out directly then they would wait and see how that looked in six months or right. a year before they would award someone something Gee, and did that neighbour did he tell you the same story that if you look out that window yeah. You... <laughs> virtually yeah because wow. I actually said to him I says how did this happen and he says me and him across the road we don't go on <laughs> uh. So, so in that case, if you ask him how that happened, can that be then turned against your law? Yeah, firm? I shouldn't have right, been asking, okay. but at the end of the day, he's never going to say anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's happy for me to, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you something funny here. I drove by this house one night, and like today in Scotland, it's chucking it down. So I'm driving, and I, I clocks the red the, the, house, the street out the side of mine, and I says... I've got a guy in there that doesn't have a phone number. So I thought, I'm, I was just, I had just left a shoot and I thought I'll go back now to this house. So I went to the house, chaps the door and they've got a little tiny porch. So I'm banging on the door and it's, it's in the winter months so it's about nine o'clock at night, it's pitch black and the rain's torrential. So the door opens and the smell that come out the house instantly stuck to me so I'm like oh god so I jumped back out off the porch onto the onto the pavement yeah and the woman says can I help you and I says 
yeah, I'm looking for, I won't give you the guy's name, but I'm looking for such and such. So he came to the door and I says, I says, it's Lawrence Scott here. I says, I work for such and such. And I says to you, do your uh, Crim Lingeries photographs? And he says, yeah, come in and do it just now. And I says, no, I can't. I've got another uh, shoot to do. I says, I'll arrange it for nine o'clock next Friday. So I gave myself one week. For him to clean the house up. Well, hopefully, <laughs> but I got into my car and I buzzed the four windows down because I was now stinking. Oh, I could that bad? Sp- yeah, it was oh, that bad. Of I what? Oh, just everything. So <laughs> one week came and went and I never turned up at this guy's house. A fortnight, three weeks, and then I was in the law firm that I worked out of and the girl in reception says, the boss wants to speak to you. And the first thing he said to me was, get to that house and photograph that guy. And I says, the house is absolutely disgusting. He says, I don't care. That's what you get paid to do. So so one month to the day later, I turns up at this guy's house with my backpack, my camera lights and my stands and one on the other side. And they opened the door and... I had sprayed deodorant all over my clothes <laughs> so that hopefully that was going to be the only thing that I smelled. I gets into the, the house and I plugs my Bones lights in and I, I, I was using a light meter at the time so I said to the guy, I said, do us a wee favour mate, I said, sit in that stool and I moved the light back, took a light meter reading uh, turned the power down a bit, took the next one and the house went into darkness and it's in the middle of winter and I says what's going on? and the guy says well the woman, the, his mother came in and she says You're, you've used all our electricity up and I goes, I've what? she says, you've used all our electricity up we need to put a power card in so I'm saying to her, what's a power card? And she says, it's an electricity token. You need to run us to the shop to buy one. Oh. And they cost, well, she said they cost 15 quid. And they were trying to get this from me. I was nearly in tears because the house was absolutely humming. <laughs> and so I says, I've got a torch in my bag. Give me two seconds. I went to sit down. And as, you, as you're sitting down and you get by the point in order to turn... The woman says, don't sit in that seat. I sat in the seat, instantly went wet oh. and jumped up. So <laughs> I, said to, I says, what is that in that seat? And she says, it's milk. <laughs> <laughs> when I left that night, I was soaking, stinking and in tears. Oh. <laughs> you should have charged extra for that one. I don't <laughs> miss that sort of stuff. <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. And t- <laughs> Always when you leave as well, you always say to them, uh, if you don't hear anything within a fortnight, you'll know that the compensation authorities accepted your photographs. If, however, due to lack of contrast, sharpness, uh, or definition in these photographs, you will get a a call from us to say that we have to come back and reshoot it. (laughs) I was was praying. Oh, uh, yeah. Please. (laughs) These better be focus. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But, so, so what about now like with your business I mean you were shooting a wedding last night you said that you just shoot portraits as well which part of your business you know, brings in the most income yeah definitely weddings oh, yeah. Uh, we're busier with weddings uh, do some commercial stuff but it's not enough to uh, not do weddings or portraits and I'll be honest with you I like I like a wedding day uh, I like the idea of uh, you've had the wee meets with the bride and the groom uh, and 
I like, I mean, yesterday the, the wedding started only uh, 10 minutes from my house and it came back to within one minute from my house, so... Uh, so it was, Dream job. That was, that was really close, yeah. <laughs> and as far as these weddings, I mean, you've been shooting for a long time. Uh, I mean, if I guessed, I'd say that most of your weddings come via referrals, but, you know, is, is it something else or is that the way you get them? At every wedding, uh, we put down a card. Uh, so the card will say, uh, the wedding of Christopher and Samantha. Uh, to get free access to the guest gallery, click this link, well, uh, type in this link, and what happens is they get 50% off anything on the, the website. It's valid for one week, but they also get a free digital download. It's only 600 pixels, but they get a free digital download, so... Of, of what? Of any photo they want, or just the ones the they guest buy? guest gallery, yeah. So they can download uh, anything off the guest gallery? Yeah, so it's usually... it's If you're standing there, uh, myself or the second shooter, if there's a nice area at the venue, we'll set up a light, and usually just fire a quadra up and a couple of nice shots, especially if you've got couples, everybody's in a nice dress. In Scotland, it's usually guys in kilts. Right. And uh, so people will usually, even if I can tell who's downloaded and I can tell who's bought, and every month you'll get a wee bit of revenue in from each gallery. Nice. So, so, so with these, these couple shots you're doing, uh, you're doing a full length and then a close-up? Yeah, I'll do, if, depending on the venue, if it's a really nice stately home, I'll do a couple of big shots, so you'll get like a, a shot of them and the the grounds, uh, then I'll do a full length and a, a, you know, like a crop on them. Yeah. And so just to so understand this correctly, so you upload all the images on the web, on your website, Yeah. The, get, the guests can log in with the URL that you've given them, and they can download anything they want without paying if they download the, the low-res the low file. It's a watermarked uh, okay. low-res file. Right, but they so get access, and they can share them on Facebook and do whatever they want. If they stuck it on Facebook, it would, it would have my name slapped across it. So some of them do. Some, some of them will also say, uh, can we buy the files? Right. So... And so then, some people will. Okay, so some people buy the download the, the full res, and they don't have the watermark, and they can print those or do whatever yeah. they want with them. Oh, that's great. So are you are you then looking for sales, or are you looking for bookings because the people come to your website see your photography? The little cards, they're the exact same size as a credit card. So it's got my logo in the front, and in the reverse, it's got all the information. So when they when they get that, I'm hoping if it's a girl that they'll keep it in their purse and if it's a guy it might stay in his wallet right, okay. and I'm always hoping that maybe one day they'll they'll remember it and they'll need another photographer I mean at weddings yeah you certainly do get a lot of bookings especially I notice in the circuit when I'm doing a wedding that there's always people maybe once a month I'll see someone that I've saw at other weddings you know yeah yeah it happens it happens so the the sales from that they're a bonus. Are you with with the that gallery that the guests see? Are there all the photos of the family, the bride and groom, the location shots? Is everything in that gallery? Yeah. Okay. Not the bride and groom. No. Oh, okay. Uh, not the bride and groom. You no, know, the bride and groom's got a separate gallery. The, the the guest gallery usually goes live after after the first dances. We'll set up outside somewhere. So right. for for talking sakes, the summer in Scotland this year's been really good. So. A lot of the nice big houses that we've had have got beautiful grounds, so you've got maybe a quadra up with a big softbox and getting some really nice portraits of the people, and they will buy them, you know. 
especially if they're getting fifty percent off. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Okay, and then, so that so they're the only photos that actually go in the in the guest gallery. Is the one those portraits you've yeah. got of the couple? There's no bridal prep. There's no oh, okay, prep. There's right. nothing like that. Okay, so it's just couple photos for people that are at the wedding. And I also at at the the meetings with the the bride and the groom at the start, I always say to them that I do this and. If you have an issue with it, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a couple of brides say, to be honest, I wouldn't like uh, other people getting other photos. And okay. I always say, yeah, no worries. Okay. And then do you see these business cards coming back to you? Is that how you, they, like, do you know that's working? Absolutely, yeah, because I can tell on the website who's bought. So they have to, first thing they have to do is provide an email address. Right. So uh, obviously uh, in Europe now we've got the new GDPR stuff mm-hmm. and they just check a box saying that they're happy to be on my mailing list and the only information that I have on them is their name and their email address you know nothing else yeah so unreal that's so good mate where is the best place for the listener to check out your your work your website Uh, you can google uh, Lawrence Scott Photography or I've got (laughs) two URLs I've got Lawrence Scott dot photography which is on a wordpress website but not actually active yet it's just a it's a holding page but the full website is www.lspix.co.uk uh, so lawrence just, got photography what's the ix it just means lspix okay right got and it. i've had that probably for about 10 years and everybody said oh you should have the word photography in your <laughs> website but oh, it doesn't matter all right mate i'll add links to those and uh everything else i can find on you in the in the show notes for this episode thanks again for doing this um, oh brilliant yeah it's going to be fun what, what are you expecting out of Edinburgh I mean you, you're a local here I mean it's, yeah, it's raining well, <laughs> it, it's chucking it down yeah uh, Edinburgh for, for us is 30 minutes up the road and at this minute in time which is uh, August the full of August in Edinburgh has a thing called the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and it's usually absolutely fantastic because there's so many shows and street performances and you can you can pay for shows so it's usually absolutely fantastic we came up on the first week and the weather was great unlike today <laughs> typical typical yeah <laughs> oh it should be fun mate either way i'm looking forward to it absolutely. again thanks for thanks for sharing what you no, have with me you. and uh, and thanks for the lift as well thank you very much <laughs> been listening to the photo experiment podcast with andrew helmich brought to you by photo biz x the podcast to help you build a successful portrait and wedding photography business to learn more head to photobizx.com